0: Hello
1: friends and welcome back to Mixology, the podcast where we discuss, discover and dissect mono and stereo differences from classic albums from the 60s. And today we're taking another run out with Small Faces and their final studio LP of the 60s, Ogden's Nut Gone Flake. Now this episode was actually requested by Ethan from the Wonderful Fans on the Run podcast when we recently recorded an episode together which should hopefully be coming out soon so watch this space. It's a wonderful podcast where Ethan interviews fans of the Beatles about their fandom and we had a great chat so I'll definitely drop a link to it down in the show notes and a huge thank you to Ethan for providing the flat lay for this episode. Now this album is one I've been meaning to give a listen to for some time and really enjoyed getting into the album to take a look at it for the purpose of this episode and certainly I'll be giving it more of a listen down the line, much like my recent dig into The Who Sell Out, which I've been absolutely loving since. Now this album was issued on the 24th of May 1968 and as such was a later period mono album but in the UK that was still a pretty strong time for mono as the frequency you'll find of mono LPs in the period can attest to and as such this is still a very strong mono mix so the stereo has its own characteristics that certainly don't devalue the mix rather make them both unique in their own way but at the same time just there's value in both so we have a good time moving through these. Before we dig into the album itself today though, I've of course gotta give a huge shout out, as always to my Patrons, who help keep the show going and as always there's so much extra content over there for you to dig into. Last time on Mixology on 45 we took a look at Nancy Sinatra's single, Happy, backed with Nice and Easy, with the few different ways the mono and stereo mixes end and all that good stuff, so head on over to the Patreon if you want to dig into that. Patreon themselves have also recently added a collections feature which is essentially a playlist option for those of us adding audio files to the Patreon as posts. So it means I've finally been able to go back and add in the previous and I guess archive based episodes of Back to Mono and obviously other shows as well, which means that very soon I'll have the entire back catalogue on there. At the moment I've got about 45 episodes of Back to Mono uploaded so There's a lot of content there for you to dig into and there's almost as many, no, there's even more episodes of Mixology on 45 as well if you're just there for Mixology. So content, 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 go over, dig it in at patreon.com forward slash back to mono and a huge shout out to my newest patron, the wonderful Andy Pemrich. So Andy, thank you so much for that. But with all that out of the way, let's jump into the album at hand, starting of course with track one, the title cut. Ogden's nut gone flake. Now overall the stereo is just a more dynamic and psych, thanks to the panning, mix. Not truly changing too much up until the end. So here's a quick comparison of the body, starting with the mono. stereo. At 1 minute 55, the lead guitar becomes buried in the mono, before fading up shortly afterwards. The stereo has it full blast right away. The mono is likely the intended dynamic feature, but both are very cool. We'll hear the mono without it until it enters, and then again in the stereo, where of course it's present the whole time. Again, in stereo. And then at the end, we have a longer fade in mono. So let's bring out the stereo and then move to mono. Mono. Track two is the fantastic afterglow of your love. Now, we do have a single mix here as well, but we'll go through the album versions first before we get onto that. Now, during the somewhat lazy intro, if you want to call it that, the lead vocal is louder in stereo, feeling more lead than mumbled casually as it is in the mono. We'll hear a section of this in mono first, and then again in stereo. And again, in stereo. I
0: know that I'm having just you. I know that
1: Before we move on I do want to note that the US LP cuts this section off, and it's not just this. You see the whole US version of the album is generally tweaked for the American market as many British records were at the time, but horrendously so. Because it's just tweaks to the pre-existing mixes I'm not going to really go through every track here as the way it's treated. but. Afterglow for instance takes the stereo track and then delays one channel a little bit so all the information in the central channel is splits between the left and right which isn't necessarily bad, but doesn't really make any sense and puts the instrumentation in both channels from the right and the left slightly out of sync, making it feel really sloppy. The processing in this style varies from track to track but I wanted to highlight that there for you. anyway, Once the track cuts in, the organ in the left channel is louder in stereo. This balance difference remains for the rest of the track, though the mono does seem to boost it a little more as the song goes on. We'll hear this bit, first in mono, and then again in stereo. And again in stereo. Now during the first verse, Steve's vocal is far higher in stereo, and when the drums kick in, there seems to be a drop in volume in the right channel. However, the mono mixes the vocals in more, and you can hear an increase in volume on the master at the same moment, giving it far greater impact. We'll hear this section in stereo first, then again in
0: mono.
1: And again in mono. Love
0: has come to
1: touch my. I'm going to compare a chorus too. As while the only differences are the ones noticed so far: loud vocals and organ. The difference is just staggering. Stereo into mono. Into
0: mono.
1: And at 2 minutes 30, the vocal ad-lib by Steve, due to the lower vocal in mono, is hard to discern though present, but very clear in the stereo. We'll hear it in stereo first, then again in mono. And again in mono. Now I mentioned before about the mono single mix which was done in March of 1969, well it was issued then anyway, against the band's, well not against the band as Steve had kind of considered it to be the single when they were originally recording and preparing the album but it wasn't okayed by them as such, authorised is the word I'm looking for, or in this case unauthorised. And as such it's got a couple of questionable decisions. You see this is heavily sped up which makes Steve sound quite Chipmunky, which is a real shame. It does cut off the soft intro, which makes sense for a single, and also adds extra reverb to Steve's vocals, and somewhat reduces the drums a bit in the mix, but I think that's just not really intended, just kind of the f- idea of remixing it again, it just kind of happened. We'll hear a section of it, first in the mono LP mix, and then again in the mono single. Love has
0: come to touch me.
1: Again in the mono single. into the track. At 2 minutes 25 the piano in the single is right down when compared with the LP version. We'll hear that in the LP version, and again in the single.
0: And again in the single.
1: And then the end of the LP version has the drum fill which then cuts into the next track. But on the single, this then actually goes into an extended outro, which I guess was recorded originally and then cut off for the purpose of the album compilation. Thus, we'll hear the ending fill to, well, the cut in the original mono LP version. And then we'll hear the whole outro in the mono single. and again in the single. Up next is long ago's and worlds apart, and overall here the mixes remain pretty faithful to each other. We'll start mono and move to stereo. <laughs> later has a false fade, and this fade down and back up occurs at slightly different times in each mix, and to differing effects. The stereo performs this early, but doesn't quite go as quiet as the mono. We'll hear it first in stereo, then again in mono. no Is Rini. Now, while the speeds have varied so far, this one is notably slower in stereo, so it's worth pointing out. The vocals here aren't technically different, but the split allows them to sound less thick in stereo, and of course, they're louder in said mix. Let's hear a section of the verse, first in mono, and then move into stereo. To
0: stereo.
1: Now, in the chorus, the gang vocals are a little lower in stereo, providing a little less of a sing along vibe, but also being a little more effective thanks to the split. We'll hear this in the mono, moving into the stereo.
0: It's a
1: stereo. At 1 minute and 8 seconds, in mono, the drums are slightly brought down, then gradually up over the break, while in stereo they remain at full volume. We'll hear it in stereo first, then again in mono. And again in mono. At 2 minutes 45, in mono, the lead guitar is suddenly brought down to out in stereo, while in mono it continues for another 10 seconds. We'll hear it in stereo this time, and then again in mono. again in mono. Both fades fade the main track down a little sooner than the vocal ablid tracks, leaving them a cappella at the end, but the mono does it significantly sooner, 25 seconds in fact. We'll start with the mono, then hear it again from the same moment in stereo. And again, in stereo. absolutely epic son or song of a baker it was son of a baker on some lps and that's how i kind of got it in my head comes up next and again we have the speed here with the stereo being slower overall though things are a little more even though the mono boosts the guitar and organ a little more giving just that bit more grit and it sounds fantastic we'll start in mono and move into stereo (laughs) area. At 1 minute 37 in stereo, the solo enters in the left channel and pans across but seems to start at a reduced volume, likely due to the lower level of said track, and thus appears to fade in while the mono kicks in hard. Let's hear that in the soft stereo followed by the hard mono. Again, in mono. And while the ending just continues the same trend of the right channel information being mixed quieter in stereo, here the impact is clear as everything over here is just lacking compared with the impact of the mono. We'll hear the whole outro in stereo, then again in mono. again in mono. And closing outside one is Lazy Sunday. Now, the diddly bays in the verse from one minute onwards have a very loud, low part absent in stereo, which appears to be Steve on his own. Verse in stereo, then again in mono.
0: In mono.
1: The vocalization of the satisfaction riff at 145 is dry in mono, but heavily echoed in stereo. Again. Mono first, then again in stereo. And again to
0: say.
1: in stereo. In the break at 2 minutes and 5 seconds, the beach sound effects are louder in stereo. So, stereo first, then again in mono. again in mono. At 2 minutes 40, the tweeting enters earlier in stereo. Stereo then has a longer fade. We'll hear the tweets in stereo, then again in mono. then we'll let run to the fade and then back to stereo and again in mono Now, Side 2 is a little bit of a story tale epic, with Stanley Unwin, comedian, performing the narration here. For the most part, his narration is unaffected by the mix, but there'll be a couple of instances where we do bring it up. Regardless though, we start with Happiness Stan. <clears throat> Regardless though, we start with Happiness Stan. Now the edit at the start of the vocals has a little more of the ooh on once" in mono, cutting a touch closer in stereo. Mono, then again in stereo. Once upon a time in a land And again, in stereo. Once upon a time in a land of Now the stereo runs faster, not just for this track, but for the whole of the second side, which I find utterly fascinating, and it sits the vocals higher in the mix. The mono also has far more echo applied to the vocals in the case of this track. Let's hear a touch in mono, then into stereo. happiness In a
0: small victory on a charabang The evening will be here quite soon Into stereo watch Watching as the white light slowly makes the night
1: bright Are oh,
0: been by
1: Now, while the two mixes generally offer a good approximation of each other, the stereo loses the oomph of the mono in the latter section. Stereo into mono. Into mono. Fading down into Stanley's narration fades to a lower level in mono and appears to have more echo applied Let's hear that transition in mono then again in stereo Now of course like
0: all real life experience and
1: again in stereo Now,
0: of course, like all real life experience, story this also begins.
1: Rolling over rolls in next again faster in stereo, and our first main difference is the heh at one minute 05, which is absent in stereo. We we'll hear it in mono, then again in stereo. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey!
1: Again in stereo.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Overall, though, the mixes are nicely similar, with the mono just again being that bit more impactful. So, stereo into mono. The Fade is almost 30 seconds longer in mono, so naturally, we'll start with the Stereo. Mono. We nibble along now with Hungry Intruder, again, running faster in stereo. And the edit this time from Stanley to the music is tighter in mono. We'll hear that edit in stereo first. Just about to do a little nib load of his mincy meaty when... And again, in mono. Just about to do a little nibload load of his mincy meaty when... Things do feel different instrumentally between the two mixes, with the left channel information being potentially lower in mono, but this could just be the effect of separation, as well as the fact that mono is clearly distorting quite noticeably here. I wanted to highlight this with the chorus from 1 minute 05 as well, as the vocals here are hard to discern the difference. I believe they may have more echo applied in mono, but it's definitely a slap in stereo too, making me wonder if it's the effect of the mix nature or an actual difference. Let's hear a chorus with all this in mind, in stereo, then again in mono.
0: I'm so hungry, I could die, and I want be a living child. My name is Stan.
1: Again, in mono.
0: I'm so hungry, I
1: During the outro, the harpsichord is a dropout in stereo, sounding like a glitch for a second, while in mono, all is well. With the unaffected mono, then again, the slightly broken stereo. And again, in stereo. On the homeward stretch now, we have The Journey, with the stereo once again being a bit a speed demon here. Not too much to note, but the effect at 2 minutes and 25 seconds is far louder in stereo, so let's hear that. First in mono, then again in stereo. Again in stereo. Overall, the mix is very similar, with the first half being very much the same, but the use of panning at mildly different levels in the extended outro allow for the stereo to really shine, and the stereo also features a longer fade. We'll start in stereo, move to mono, then back to stereo for the extra. Again, the fade crossfades into the starter of a soft interlude piece, which we shall somewhat overlook as the fade itself is the main difference here. Thus, we'll start with stereo ah. into mono. Second to last track is Mad John, and the speed of the stereo again. However, before we get to that, the squeak of the fly, if you like, at 51 seconds under Stanley is different in both mixes. Let's hear it in mono first, and then again in stereo. Mm-hmm, kissy and the fly tickling with his whiskers in his ear drove, and off he went. Again in stereo. Mm-hmm,
0: kissy and the fly tickling with his whiskers in his ear drove, and off he went.
1: The musical portion, however, is identical, except the mono has a crunchier sound to it, making the stereo shine by comparison. Let's compare mono into stereo. An old
0: man that lived in the Greenwood. Nobody knew him or what he had done. But mothers would say to their children, Beware of Mad John.
1: Into stereo. John would sing with the birds in the
0: morning, laugh with the wind in the cold hand of night. But people from behind their curtains said he's not quite right.
1: And at the end of this part, Stanley's narration enters back in later in stereo. So we hear that transition in mono, then again in stereo. So Stan walked towards the cave, and in his mind, mark a word again in stereo. So Stan, walk it towards the cave,
0: and in his mind, marky word, Mad John.
1: And finishing off the album is Happy Days Toy Town, and yes, the stereo goes ZOOM with its speed, but overall the electric guitar is louder in the crunchier mono, but apart from that, it's the same idea. We'll start with the mono, and move to the stereo. <laughs>
0: Life is just a bowl of old bread You wake up every morning and it's there So live as only you can
1: It's all about enjoy it Cos ever since you all it, There ain't no one can take it away It's a stereo So life
0: is just a bowl of old bread Very true. What you say has made it very clear to be sure I'll live as best as I can But how can I remember to keep it all together When half the moon is taken away oh, I have got the best If you can laugh and I give it a happy day
1: And with that, we come to the end of another fantastic album right here on Mixology, taking a look at Ogden's Nut Gone Flake by Small Faces. I hope you enjoyed this episode, I've really enjoyed getting to know this album and hopefully it's given you a greater appreciation for the mixes of each rendition of the album. Certainly I… it's difficult, certainly for Side 1 it's mono all the way, especially Afterglow where the stereo just loses the impact for me. A son of a baker as well goes for that. But then side two is a mixed bag. I did suggest potentially saying stereo for side two, but there's some of the tracks earlier on on side two that certainly do benefit from the mono, like rolling over. So again, both are probably the best option, but I'm not going to say it benefited from stereo, just that the stereo is good for a lot of it. So maybe we'll just say the mono is the safe bet and both have been reissued recently so you're not going to have a hard time kind of picking up either as original copies of either mix are certainly expensive enough to pick up and of course those original US copies you want to avoid for those terrible terrible mixes but with all that said and done though thank you so so much for listening if you want to get in contact with me you can reach out back to monoradio at gmail.com or on instagram at hypnoticfred again you can support the show over at patreon.com forward slash back to mono and links to all of these are down in the show notes below. But above all, thank you so, so much for listening. And remember, whoever you are and wherever you are, have a great, great day.